0: <laughs> uh, yeah, do be late now. Imagine me like getting quieter as I do that. <laughs> <laughs> do, oh. Doing a manual fade out on yourself, <laughs> like a fucking Times column. <laughs>
1: the human Times column. Oh, oh. So how See, are I we? Know,
0: folks? That makes me think of Human Centipede columnist for the Times. I don't know why, but
1: oh, actually, no. Do you know what? That that's that's terrible either way. Because what end of Matt Chorley is the arse
0: well, I'm just, I'm just more picturing the government putting a press release in one end and.
1: Hmm. <laughs> oh, how are we doing, folks? Alright. Aye. Why well not? enough. Aye. Yeah. Why not?
2: Certainly doing something. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think. Oh my God, do- the Cheeto is gone. Everything <laughs> is wonderful. Oh, did you? Did you fucking see those? people stomping on Cheetos outside what? Uh, some, what? some bar in the US to like honorarily send off Donald Trump oh, like, fucking, f- oh. this did
3: not happen I'm sorry so you're making it, this it up
2: literally, it literally did and is the fucking liberalist thing that has ever happened can I ask straight
1: yeah. was it short for short that bit in Starship Triples when they're jumping on the <laughs> cockroaches <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm doing See, my least, part
2: <laughs> See, I can, at least I can respect that because at least that has—that's an ideology that knows what it is, or knows that it's an ideology. Mm. Anderson Cooper travels
4: to Wisconsin and finds the biggest cheeto in America and puts his hand up against it and turns to camera and goes. It's a
0: All right. David, oh my God. David, David, this is David, Matt, Matt
3: Iglesias coming in in like a big leather duster and going, "We're in it for the species, boys and girls." Oh. You say that?
0: But I'm just picturing I'm picturing Kamala Harris in an SS uniform now because of the whole aesthetic <laughs> of it. Right, David, save us. Do the intro, please.
1: Yes. Hello, and welcome to podcast in this practice in a in a post-Trump world now, apparently. We um, did it. Asterisk, we beat,
0: we beat Fucking
2: asterisk. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. A, a gigantic, <laughs> no, apparently. That's win.
2: it. We did it. We did it, guys. Well done, everyone. We all pulled together to fuck this one up. Yeah, we are
1: broadcasting
3: mm. live from brunch.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it I'm was here.
4: me. I made the eggs.
2: <laughs>
1: so I'm here with who've we got? We've got Rob. Hey, yeah. We've got Alistair Yo, what's up, James?
4: Hello. And Elijah. I uh I didn't vote for Biden. I think it's really funny. Still,
2: <laughs> did you did you vote for um, that Howie guy? The libertarian. No. No. no, he's not. He's not libertarian. He's a uh, oh, on, he's green. Uh-
4: yeah, uh, Jorgensen was a Libertarian, which has been very funny as well, because yeah. the margins of Bush's wins in some places are smaller than the Libertarian vote share. <laughs> Bush's
2: <laughs> wins? Bush's wins?
4: Sorry, uh, Trump's my God. Yeah, I've been... Okay, I've been might as
2: well.
0: I mean, I've been <laughs> rattling
4: back between Florida 2000 and like now for the past two weeks, so... Um, I'm not surprised that happened there.
0: In in Elijah's defence, he did do an eight-hour election stream overnight on the night of, and uh, mm. the amount of sheer concentrated politics poured into his ears during that by me and David, <laughs> David probably has sent him for a loop. Eight
4: <laughs> yeah. hours yeah, and forty-five I'll, I'll... minutes. My God, yeah. <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. I don't. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know how. I don't know how you put. I mean, when when it was the um, UK election night, there was a ton of us and uh, what well, we got to what half two and there was just like everyone wants to die now <laughs> we just looked off yeah, <laughs> I had to
4: come back on I'd I'd done my time slot already yeah, we had to come back on because we had some distance yeah we had to come be funny again because no one else was feeling it <laughs> 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 oh
2: yeah I wonder why
4: <laughs>
1: we raised the mood by talking about Scott Paul instead
2: <laughs> 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 wonderful Oh, oh. For
3: fuck's sake! But there's yeah. It's, yeah, it's been a it's been a week and a half, I think.
1: Yeah. So who just, who amongst these um hoops whom, the us, um actually had their prediction bear fruit? Who who predicted I, this? I I
3: ate a, an entire bag of dicks on my prediction. Um, I said, and Alistair said there should be punishment. I said that Biden was going to get uh, blowed out and get four hundred EVs. So I am here to, you know, do penance and then whip myself.
2: Yeah, my mine, mine's still pending because although um, I, I said that uh, Biden would squeak it, but then also there would possibly be bullshit where he, uh, Trump still, still somehow ends up being president. Mm. So I probably, I'm, I feel like I'm probably going to be wrong on that bit, but um, you know, uh, we won't know until I suppose he's
0: inaugurated. I guess. Well, I mean, my my prediction's on public record for this. I straight up said that biden would win the popular vote but not by as much as we expected and he would probably win the electoral vote though we would never know because trump would take it to the courts what i didn't predict is that the way it's looking right now and this is the asterisk um trump's thought are genuinely too incompetent to pull up a fa- to pull off a fascist court coup. like yeah. they're just, they're, it's, it's not for want of will it's not for want of trying. It's just that they're genuinely too incompetent, it seems. And I'm just of this entire past couple of days, I've just been picturing John Roberts waving in the background, going, "No, not like that. God, fuck, right. You gotta give me something I can work with, please. No, <laughs> turn don't, left, Gerald do, do Turn it like left. That.
2: You know. So yeah, uh... yeah, I was I was expecting higher caliber of fascism, which I'm, you know. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have done, but... Um, I think it's just been... I, I'm nothing if not disappointed, frankly. I think, <laughs> it's,
0: I think it's been a, a confluence of events. I suspect... I think the RNC had it on the back burner a, a little bit, but then the polls were looking and going, nah, I think we're going to get the Senate after all through their internal polling. And so they kind of stood down. And then so it was left for Trump and Jared fucking Kushner to sprinkle <laughs> the night. And uh, as a consequence of that, so to speak... Um, it just ended up kind of falling apart and yeah like i i held off on relaxing right until i saw the julie rudiani um
3: yeah the total landscaping press conference yeah like i I actually was like okay
0: no we need to we need to wait and see what the rnc legal team actually has like because you never know they just it's not that they will have a, a a true argument it's all they need is they need a competent legal fiction that the courts can weigh in on and get behind and so I watched that, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, this is weak sauce." So the asterisk is: I'm I'm like 99.9% certain that it's going to go to uh, Biden. I think I think the boat has sailed. But you never know. We'll we'll see. Um, I I can't see the courts being able or willing to pull it off right now, uh, especially especially since I think Georgia's like the runoff elections will probably go Republican. Maybe it's a bit early to say for sure, but. Like, I think the Republican Party probably looks at this and goes, nah, fuck it, it's a blast. it's a busted flush. We'll probably end up with a Senate. Um, yeah, this works for us. We'll be able to make Biden eat all the, the shit that we were going to have to deal with. So I think they're probably happy.
4: Yeah, I think that's the line to take. I want to jump in uh, on what Ali said there, because the mention of the word fascism, right? I think this is a teachable moment or a a learning moment, I think, for... People who like to do analysis of of American fascism in 2020 and its relationship to Trump. And I think the big point is that so the the elements of American governance and society that are recognizably fascistic in character. Right. Things like the mass democratic disenfranchisement or oppression of various minorities, demographics, the ghettoization and state violence inflicted on very often the same minority groups. Uh, These are all structural things, right, that existed before Trump came. And Trump is more identifiable as a fascist figure because of his gaucheness and because he was more direct, right? If we have this this, um, contrast between structural violence and direct violence, Trump was a bit more obviously direct about it, so it's easier to identify for people who don't do structural analysis a lot. But it's not like that he brought it into being and it's not going to leave with him going. Yeah. Yeah. And um, these elements are still there. And this is why a I mean, is it really a coup if the GOP had rallied behind Trump and taken it to the courts and used the legal framework that is there to have a legal way of maintaining power? Right. I don't really think that counts as a coup in as much as it does a fascist infrastructure doing what it does. And I would line up behind James in the idea that the fact that the GOP and also like the Murdoch media, because we remember seeing the MAGA chuds get really, really upset when, Ari- when, when Fox News called Arizona for Biden <laughs> mm. and they didn't retract it. And the New York Post was, was, was running some headlines, especially on Twitter. We saw this uh, being critical of Trump and, and calling it for Biden. And, it felt, and they all felt like if, you, if, you, if you've seen some of the 4chan posts and some of the, the Trump community posts that people were feeling betrayed by their normal allies, the, the right-wing media establishment. But they've decided that they're happy with what's happened. I think they made a conscious decision. They definitely would have had the ability and the precedent to take this to the courts and do something similar to what they did in Florida for Bush in 2000, but they decided they're happy. This is okay. They're they're, they're gonna try to win big in 2022. They might very well do so. And they'll probably win in 2024, especially if Kamala Harris runs because she is a dog shit politician.
2: And if they keep the Senate as well, which, it, they, which they probably they are, yeah. I mean, it's a match made in heaven, really, because the Democrats don't want to have to fucking govern, and the De- and the Republicans have their ideologues in the positions of power within the Democratic pa- uh, the Republican Party. Sorry, that they want to have there, like uh, Mitch McConnell.
0: Yeah, it's also. So, I mean, Biden is in many ways he's a very conservative politician and um oh yeah Biden would be
3: like a a big big league Tory I think here in the
0: yeah well he's 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 way further right than the Tories um so I think from the Republican perspective they're kind of looking at this going so we've got a guy who's basically with us in sentiment anyway who's just here to eat all the shit that we were gonna have to eat if Trump won um yeah I you know I don't think they see a downside necessarily but I want to like to, to go back to what you were saying Elijah if they had taken it through the course it would have been a fascist coup um, and it's like so here's the thing I don't dispute the fundamental fact that the American system of governance runs on a kind of fascism I mean they've got the fucking fascist symbol in this fucking US Senate still like you know that's you put it up because you're doing an ode to Roman Republic that's one thing you keep it there after like World War II and you know you know what you're about right um, The uh, no the, I don't, I'm not buying a, that <laughs> Well, it's just more human than anything. But for real, they like, as you pointed out, America is fascist. It has a certain kind of flavour of fascism. It's not naked street fascism, which is what Trump tends towards and what people find kind of more identifiable. But there is a kind of, there's an underlying fascist there. You cannot look at the Bush-Cheney regime and say that wasn't a fascist regime. It wasn't Absolutely. overtly so, but it was fascist. And you just, you know, you you go by the play-by-play and it's all there. Um, the difference is that the Democrats as a party, not as a, not in their participation in the structure, but the Democrats as a party are not fascist. And up until now, the flavour of the elections has not been fascist. It's been the one fig leaf that's kind of been gilding over and making look pretty the underlying fascist machine. And the threat that Trump faced, well, 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 the threat that Trump posed was the dismantling of this. And like, it, it... you know, through a, a fascist court coup, and um, the fact that Republican Party didn't go for it. I mean, to be honest, I've had um, I've had a bit of poetry stuck in my head. Right, I promise this isn't not as wanky as it sounds. Um, there's a, <laughs> a,
4: a, a it can't be worse than than, than the Seamus Heaney shit we've been getting.
0: Oh yeah, well, it's uh it's from a play by Bertolt Brecht, um, called The Resistible Rise of Arturo Ui, um. Which is it's a satire. It was, it was written way back in the day. And it's a satire of Hitler's rise, essentially, right? Where it's uh, a mobster trying to cu- uh, corner the uh, cauliflower market in New York, right? It's it's it's, it's very silly, <laughs> but the message isn't silly. And there's a there's a there's a, a particular bit of poem, that, like that's delivered that's just sticking in my head, and it goes like this: If we could learn to look instead of gawking, we'd see the horror in the heart of farce. If we could, if only we could act instead of talking, we wouldn't always end up on our arse. This was a thing that nearly had us mastered. Don't yet rejoice in his defeat, you men. Although the world stood up and stopped the bastard, the bitch that bore him is in heat again. Yeah, and it's mm. like I'm re- my my takeaway from this election is there, but for the grace of God, essentially, we came very close and. I think now with the real danger is a lot of people are going to on this. They're going to go, oh, it was always farcical. It was always ridiculous. Uh,
4: Absolutely, yes.
0: It was was never plausible that there'd be a court coup. And it's like, no, no, it was eminently plausible. It's just that we got very lucky with the way the circumstances shook out, that it looks like, for all intents and purposes, that's dead. But it's still there, and it's going to get worse for next time, because I hate to point out, if Republicans keep the Senate then all the judicial appointments that are done, Biden can decide who he wants to put in, but the Senate can basically tell him no. And so the Republican court capture is just going to get worse because you know what's going to happen is Biden's going to go, how about these Democrat-tame judges? And Republicans are going to go, no, you need to compromise. And they'll end up getting their way. And I don't mean mean Supreme Court, I mean federal court. During
3: the Trump term, just speaking of the judiciary, didn't during the Trump term, like, a lot of the judicial appointments not to like the supreme courts but like to the federal benches so they're like the slightly lower down courts that also have to be confirmed by the senate didn't like most senate dem senators uh, also just like wave them through and say yeah that's fine without even like trying to put up a fight it means it was
0: disgusting
3: because they wanted to like
0: go home and campaign or some bullshit So it's just going to get worse, and it means that by the time 2024 rolls around, it's going to be even more co-opted and even more captured, and I wouldn't be surprised if we've gone from a 6-3 Supreme Court uh, in favour of Republicans to, God help us, a 7-2, right? That is within the realm of possibility, you never know. Um, So, yeah, like, it's... On on the other hand, like,
3: you know, they could just have a couple of more skilliers and just
0: have, like, a couple more hearts explode. I mean, Clarence Thomas is due for one like it is basically i think that a failure to execute this time doesn't mean it was impossible or doesn't mean it was doomed to fail i think we are mm. uniquely blessed that jared kushner fucking sucks essentially that's <laughs> that's the real takeaway from this election
2: i think i think the other thing we need to bear in mind is that even at best when uh, considering how conservative joe biden is even when it's been a better candidate than him the democratic party has only ever been a slight abatement of the speed at which America descends into a complete right wing like full fascism, like its descent has been inexorable it seems for decades at this point, and the ratchet only ever goes one way yeah well we we put it on pause for four years to a degree, and then we're going to see what what the policies of a Biden administration are going to bear, and considering the policies that or the Republican uh, candidate that won the election after Obama, uh, who obviously came after Bush, who at the time considered one of the gauchest and you know idiot Bush. And we were talking about before we started recording, like the the um, antique Bush memes about <laughs> that were around at the time, just how much how he was viewed as as this insanely right wing figure, and has now been completely embraced by uh, the liberal establishment in the U.S. And elsewhere, not, not just like
0: Bush. A, not just Bush. You look at the Lincoln Project, which is—I'm going yeah, to yeah, the yeah, Lincoln yeah. Project is the greatest grift of all times. Fight me. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. there's all of all of the Republican ghouls, like they they, they they are barred from both ends. They are sorted. No matter what happens, they're going to win. Because if it had been Bush, they'd have been able to just creep back to Republicans. And if it had been the Democrats, then well, you know, hey, they've all they've all lined themselves up. So well, anyway, sorry, carry on. Isn't the
1: Lincoln Project? Um... Like, did they not take a load of money from Democrats to try and get Biden yes. an elected this time, yes. only to now For be turning to now yeah. rehabilitate the Republicans? Yeah,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, which everyone, yeah. everyone was was warning about, and oh we yeah, met yeah. With Cries of oh, why can't you just, just just help us work together to defeat the the dang Cheeto in the White House? Um, but it
2: was yeah, painfully all obvious. This, all this to say is, I mean, if it's not Trump himself. Is it going to be someone equally bad or worse who goes up in 2024. And if it's not Biden, then it's Kamala Harris, presumably would get the nomination in 2024 if Biden doesn't go for the second term. Cop v Cop. Whoever wins, we
1: lose. Uh,
2: Yeah.
4: (laughs) I mean, I'm... uh, don't get me wrong, I'm very excited to see what a campaign looks like from someone who dropped out of the primaries before the yeah, 14s even exactly, happened. That's going to be funny. A fucking, um,
2: a fucking cop charisma vacuum who dropped at the, like, like did even worse than Jess Phillips, because at least Jess Phillips actually turned up to, like, Hustings and stuff. <laughs>
0: uh, what I find really funny about her dropping out is she drops out, right, and then at some point they start configur- uh, considering her, sorry, not configuring her, we'll get to that in a minute, they start considering her <laughs> They start considering her for VP and then they clearly decided and they're like, okay, right, we're going to make you VP, but look, you're just, you're not going to work as you are. And so then they start configuring her and she goes through this insane amount of behind doors, like, you know, training on uh, presentation and all the rest of it. And so when she next pops up, like, it's actually uncanny looking at Kamala, how she presented herself early on in the primary versus Kamala after she was like announced as VP. It's like, she's... You can see her very consciously trying to moderate her mannerisms and smile more and use warm gestures and body language and it's it's fucking creepy. They basically went, okay, we're gonna have to retrofit an Obama on you. let's yeah. uh, let's measure this up and see how we can make it work. And my, it's just, my, it's...
3: my first my first uh, internship post university was actually with um, uh, a public speaking and like image consultancy where we like where they used to like train uh, people to do this shit. But at like a lower level, and it's intensely creepy because you te- you teach everybody the same sort of mannerisms and ticks and like how to hold the hands and like
0: Rob, people become incredibly
3: roboticized because everybody does the exact same shit at the end. It's really weird and creepy.
0: Rob, did you teach them to do the Tory Stride thing where they put their legs really far <laughs> apart? No,
3: that was before I was I've, before the power stance thing. That was that came out of a TED talk in I think about five years ago. Jesus. Do you know what?
2: I find I find it so farcical when someone like Kamala Harris, who's gone from like um a robot that everyone hates to a really weird, uncanny valley robot that everyone still hates to some degree. <laughs> well, <but laughs> up, she's up, got, up against she's got up against sorry, up against someone like Bernie Sanders, who is quite legitimately probably the crotchettiest old man that has ever lived. Oh god, yeah. Who who is like just because he's it's a genuine that's that's just who he is. It's him
0: being him. it has been Bernie Sanders. Alistair,
1: Alistair, she's wearing coins. She's got
0: coins on. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> hey, listen. You can mock all you want, but she's the first uh, vice president elect who's who's got pronouns in her bio. I mean, you know. Oh, has yeah, the guard. I will say this: the only silver lining of, of Kamala Harris is her doing that has caused the Guardian to eat utter shit <laughs> the past <laughs> week or so. Yes, uh, which is great, and, which is genuinely and, good. Um,
2: and I think uh, Biden also mentioned like the plight of trans people in his mm-hmm. in his um, victory speech, which mm. is you know that is <sighs> empty though a symbol it is when you have got the American healthcare system being completely privatized and it's not going to change it's better than the you know the obverse of that which is trans people are just deleted from existence the lesser sort of two evils you might say
4: they will now be equally bankrupt
2: yeah
0: no uh, it's you know <laughs> i
4: mean it's it's yeah. this is what the democrats do they 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 do some kind of uh, a cultural left wing fig leaf yeah sometimes they talk about legalizing marijuana sometimes they talk about gun control i think in america gun control is probably an in act like like you can't implement it. If if it didn't happen after Sandy Hook, it's not going to happen. But you can talk about it as a fault to the Dem base kind of thing. Um, but really, to me, the, the funniest and the most kind of condemning thing about Kamala Harris is that she called Biden a racist in one of the primary yeah, yeah. debates. Yes. And when she was asked about being her... Um, uh, being his VP candidate oh afterwards, God, yeah. despite she her, her her reason was it was just a debate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> None of this, this matters. Don't be it's silly. Oh shit! You, you say you, these things, you
3: rubes. You thought I meant it when I called the racist a racist. You thickos. You thought you were only going to actually get something with me. Yeah.
1: <sighs> anyway, uh, I'm it's, gonna it's, it's, I'm it's gonna like move the, us off yeah. the yeah. topic of Kamala Harris. We've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, um, do we, David? We do, we do. There are many, many notes here to go through. So um, highlights of the campaign, or it says highlights here, but realistically, it's you kind know, of what happened. Why? Why did? Why did this happen? Effectively, so
2: I'm always asking myself that question.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Trump, do we all reckon that without COVID, they would have won it? He walked it easy.
4: Yes. I think he could have. He he could have won it easily if he just managed to get a second stimulus check out a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, he that have, he that would have he won it, for it him. if
2: he um he probably he possibly would have won it without having killed that um pe- his voters in Georgia,
0: was it? Oh he's killed them in a whole bunch of places. There's a there's a lot of kinda retrospective you can kinda do of oh he would have X, Y, and Z and I'm very cautious about this to be totally honest. Um I don't know whether Trump would have won it had it not been for COVID, um, because everything about the material circumstance we're looking at would have been entirely different without COVID. And you can't predict what we'd have, how things would have shaken out. Um, yeah, example, you can, but
1: like, I I think that it's, it's worth noting, like the way that he handled it. Well, so, has wait, probably fed into that. Like Elijah was saying, the lack of a second stimulus check because that was an I just easy to, get.
4: I just wanted to make a point about how some very basic, you know, welfare support can go such a long way in politics, and why it's really, really stupid for people of all political parties in any country, especially you know ours as well,
0: to to to, to not engage in really easy fucking vote winning shit. Well, no, so right here's the thing, right? There's a little bit of retconning going on in people's minds because what people are forgetting is that his popularity was trending downward, then COVID hit, and then he put out a stimulus check with his fucking name on it and he bounced back up, right? Not, <laughs> that that doesn't it. happen if there's no COVID. So it's very butterfly effect. What I will say is if Donald Trump hadn't caught COVID, then he would have been in a much stronger position. <laughs> yeah, Because
2: yeah.
0: Him, him catching COVID basically made him owned he just got he got totally owned by his own ideology because it's the ideology of being a strong man fascism at his core is like over oh, the, the fascist on top has to be the strongest person and him getting COVID after he went on going on oh, no, masks are for beta bitches and cucks and you know all this kind of equivalent language being repeated by his followers like him getting COVID and getting sick and getting injected with, like, cutting-edge steroids built from fucking, (laughs) uh, you know, stem cell lines and all this kind of shit. Like, that definitely did a number on him. I'm Uh, not sure if I agree. According to the poll, it definitely did. Well,
4: well, well, like, maybe not entirely. I think uh, when he came out of it... So, first of all, he looked a bit weak, right? And we were like, oh, this looks, you know, uh, shite for him. But but then he... there was that incredibly epic (laughs) rally where he said he was going to kiss all the beautiful women and all the (laughs) handsome men (laughs) and he was all energetic and it looked weird. Like this might go somewhere. It might be, maybe if he'd gotten it like er, much, much earlier. Possibly. Yes. But the
0: the polls contracted right at the point he got it. Like that was, that was the thing that I think fucked him most. And then he did start to rebuild it, and we saw how that played out. And maybe you're right, by the way. If he had got it like I don't know three weeks earlier, we could be looking at a different outcome. But that de- I think that played a role more than anything. I think um, I think my
3: favourite bit of those rallies was where he went off and, uh, went off on some rant, and he said, "I don't want to get COVID, but the beautiful soldiers and the policemen <laughs> they just want to kiss me.
0: They just want to kiss <laughs> me." And I just
3: thought you are a god of a person. <laughs>
0: a very greek god definitely really yeah.
4: powerful
2: <laughs> posting energy i mean you know like it's yeah he is the posting president and now he's gone what 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 posts are we going to have from joe biden it's all going to be like oh it's gonna be rubbish know, the, the strength of our collective is the energy of our collective strength nonsense for the next four years I'm has anybody seen my that.
1: car keys yeah oh, it's just gonna be that kind of shit with any luck he's allowed to tweet through the dementia
4: Wall to wall Harry Potter memes from his supporters, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, looking forward to nah, it. Nah, it's
1: Fuck. gonna be Pod Save America, wall
0: to fucking wall, you know, mm. about reasonable, sensible. Have you seen that thing where the person was saying her boss had called her up because of uh, a record number of brunch reservations the next year? Yeah. Day? Mm, yeah. Like, that's the kind of people who are positioning themselves to be back on top, and it's gonna be a short lived reign, to be perfectly honest, the way things I hate are looking. It. But they're gonna they're gonna milk it for all it's worth, yeah. you know. They're gonna take everything that was thrown at them, and they're just gonna load it. I mean, they have already you've already started firing into the left pretty hard, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah of
2: course. That was of course they're doing that.
0: And part of thats is is we're gonna take all the things the left criticised them on and make them badges. And so they're starting with brunch, you know, because the left went on, oh, no, we can't, you can't just go back to brunch. Brunch is the problem. And lo and behold, what are we all posting on fucking Twitter? Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty. Yeah, grimacing. I'm not sure if that's that's we'll, like a we'll signal of, and, of.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. We'll, but I just we'll talk Milton a bit. Yeah, I just wanted to be like curious. Like I, I was trying to remember about Biden's campaign. Like I was genuinely struggling to remember what like what the message was. Like what the cor- he's I mean, not the,
1: the other guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, apart from I am not Trump and I would do COVID better. Like there was like. There was nothing. No, he, he said, "You're not going to get um, single payer or national." fundamentally healthcare. change. No, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing, the thing that really, the really, has stri- really struck me this week is, um, so MAS in, in Bolivia won. Mm. Uh, you know, they're they're going back into office, and um, it reminds me of the graffiti. There was a, I'm not sure if it was graffiti or if it was like it was on the side of a building, and it said, "Gary back normal because." Uh oh, if if only that would have been that would have been pretty a pretty good post for, from Bolivia. But uh, no, they said um, we won't go back to normal because normal was the problem. Mm. And it's like that is something that is just completely un like like it's like invisible ink to a to a liberal to see that kind of thing. Go actually, yeah, the problems that we had before Trump are always going to precipitate another Trump because those problems still exist. Those problems haven't gone anywhere. They've maybe. Change somewhat in nature, but they still ex- fundamentally exist.
0: Oh, you're you're totally right. I mean, Russia still exists, so clearly <laughs> the problems oh. haven't gone
1: away. <laughs> I agree with you.
4: I mean,
0: can I just remind people about this this this
4: Joe Biden tweet from October 30th, which is a quote from a speech he gave about oh, yeah. the about the virus? I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Which yeah. to me is. Proof on on a platter that he he would he would have done nothing differently. He would have kept businesses going, kept the country open, uh, not stopped community transmission. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I mean, no. what was he going to realistically, materially do different? It might have been slightly better. You know, slightly no, what,
0: better. What what they are, they have threatened means testy
1: Trump checks.
0: <laughs> I mean, give yeah, they will they, they will mean test whatever they throw out, but like Biden they threatened to do a federal mask mandate and then they walked it back and then the you know all the rates went up and now they're back on going, oh, well, we will do a mask mandate. And like um, I, I caught this and at the time I was like, I'll file this one away for the retrospective because it'd be funny either way. Um, during the vice presidential debate, uh, Pence basically turns around to Kamala and goes, your answer on COVID is literally the same as ours. It's just that you want people to wear masks. And he wasn't wrong. Like, mm-hmm. you know, devil is due or God, Christian is due. Like whatever. Right. Fundy <laughs> is due. They, they are like, they are lockstep. They are the same, right. They even, they basically agree on stimulus as well. Um, yeah, the, I, yeah, the
4: debates were great because it was Trump going, you're going to do all this cool commie shit. And Biden going, no, I definitely won't do that cool okay. shit. I definitely won't make anyone's lives better. No, 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 don't, you know, we're... Um, so you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, realistically unless america went and it has the power to do so which is so frustrating it could have done like vietnam times a hundred you know like much much better like actually thrown the considerable power of its economy at beating this thing and they could have would be saved the whole fucking world you know but 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 that's that's socialism that's, because of yep, course as, yeah. as, as we all, socialism all know socialism is what the does government does does things yeah. and the more things the government does the more socialist it is yeah do you know and what that's why the co-
2: and that's why the cops
0: are filled with socialists <laughs> <laughs> do you know like i actually have been thinking about this and i think i know why they're so reluctant to do any kind of stimulus um and i think there's a there's a very traceable uh line here i think we'll get tri- stimulus after the stock market crashes and here's why If they do stimulus, they're going to have to issue issue more treasury bonds to cover it, essentially. And I think everyone is so fucking nervous right now that when they start mass issuing treasury bonds to cover the cost of any major kind of, you know, stay-at-home stimulus, I think all investors will bail from the stock market into it, which will precipitate a stock market crash. And they desperately don't want to do that. I think that might be the through line here. And that's why they're both kind of... Holding back but tell no, me why it's wrong d- Rob. it's it,
3: i think it's dumber than that i think i mean they already said um of course it is. the head of the his transition team peter kaufman i want to say um, Sounds about right. uh, yeah he already said when we're going to come in the cupboard is bare that was his quote that was about like the budget oh, because nice. like trump had spent all the money so like the reason they're not going to do another <laughs> stimulus is nothing to do with like a bond market crash it's because they literally believe in balanced budget bullshit you know, it's Trump dumb. It the is payments. dumber than that.
1: <laughs> Golden yeah, Boot I mean, Two that, that,
2: I mean, love it. Yeah, yeah. They, they may as well have fucking left a sticky note in there,
1: haven't they? <laughs> right. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's talk about the actual results of the election a little bit. So, um, Trump managed to have get any? more votes. Are they confirmed? We confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, depends who you ask.
2: The results are in, and they're bad.
1: <laughs> so Trump got more votes than last time round, including more minorities. Um, And he got more votes than Obama did in 2008 yeah, just
3: I believe in, in, he broke
4: a record, didn't
3: he? Yeah, he did. I mean, both both sides did, but he, he, he did. And what I found interesting is, like, the only category in which his vote totals went down were um, white men with and without college degrees in every other category. Like, his vote share, to be fair, like, it was dog shit among, like, African Americans, Asian Americans, women, etc. But all of them, after four years of Donald Trump, voted more for Donald Trump than they did in yeah.
1: 2016, which is just amazing that's that's a that's a lovely indicator for times to come um do you, want, do you know what my take on that
0: is uh two things going on here first of all back in 2016 when donald trump won i was posting on facebook at the time which i've since quit i was posting how oh you know this is a clear indicator of material conditions drive elections and that people voted because trump was talking about nafta and all this kind of shit and i got absolutely pilloried i got people pouring shit all over me going no it's racist it's racist it's racist Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting here going well i could argue with them, but there's no point but you know to start with how did all these people go from voting for barack obama to then voting for donald trump you can't explain that one that doesn't fit your racism narrative and this pretty much shows it it shows that you know while the material factors that go into identity absolutely contribute to people's voting intentions. So if you've been at the sharp end of systemic racism and systematic racism as a black person in America, you're you're less likely to vote Republican, right? And substantially so. At the same time, the racial blocks are not monolithic. Yeah. People assess their conditions based on how they will personally do. There's a wonderful video that's on Twitter, which is just funny. And it's like a guy outside someone's house and the house is festooned with Trump signs and out walks a black guy. And the dude's like, oh, right. Hey, how are you doing? He's like, hey, man. Hey, you know, he's laughing. He's like, so uh, so why Trump? And he goes, well, man, you know, you've never met a poor black Republican. And they both laugh <laughs> because, yeah, like that's that, that's straight up it, right? <laughs> Um so that's like that's like the first of of the part of it is is it's, it's, it's not, it is clearly a vindication of the fact that this is based on material circumstances. yeah yeah no, I mean Absolutely but this yeah. is also
3: borne out there was some interesting work done by uh Pew research I mean polling was dog shit during this whole campaign again oh, yeah. uh which I think we'll get into in a little bit but like they did some pretty reasonable exit polling on on interesting numbers of voters. and like the the people who cared like the people who really cared for the economy like more of them went for trump than they went for for biden because there was a broader belief that like trump would actually be better for the economy than the democrats which is also just like fucking extraordinary but i mean not that surprising given that the democrats were offering absolutely fucking
0: nothing it's it's not that surprising if you look at the economy as being the stock market then trump can quite reasonably point to it and go look and everyone's like, well, I guess, yeah, look, right? Because um, the Republican tax measures and all the rest of it, they've, they've propped the fuck out of the stock market. And there's every indication he continued to do so. So I think, like, you know, people looking at the economy in, in, through that lens, um, then they've got every reason to think Donald Trump would be a, a slightly more sound investment. And I saw, like, there were stats saying that I think it's like 40% of people concluded that they were better after four years under Donald Trump. And of that 40%, it was like 70%, 70, 72 74% of them all voted for Trump. It's like, it's not hard. It's material conditions directly uh, precipitate this. What I think is going on with the change in specific kind of swings I think, like, so this is, this is pure conjecture. I've got nothing to base this on in hard facts, so judge me appropriately. I think what happened there is the FASH leading effect, where a bunch of white guys went, oh, do you know, actually, maybe, maybe this is where we're not getting much approval for voting for Donald Trump here. And I think some of them got enough cold feet of like, I oh, will go back to Biden, he's all right. Whereas I think a lot of the, shall we say less concerned members of other demographics went well fuck it like you know as the people at the, stop at the top of the status pile have gone now we should go too if we want to ride their coattails and I really think it's that simple I think it's pure yeah. status dynamics mm. I think you were
4: absolutely right uh, uh, four years ago and you have been vindicated and this is a line that I've seen cause a little bit of tension here and there you might remember the Adolf Reed, uh fiasco uh, well mm-hmm. uh, a fiasco is maybe a bit too big a word But um, various disagreements within like DSA chapters and sort of leftist groups in the US. But I think it is absolutely clear and should be for everyone that class unity and material conditions are far more important, whether it's for analysis or for building up a movement than this idea of lefty unity, because that's when the libs come back in to try and co-opt you. And you may have seen you may have seen the clip of Bernie Sanders that's been floating around Twitter recently, where he talks about the working class. And this army of ghoulish lib commentators just inventing the word, inventing the word "white" to toss yep. in there, yep. behaving as if Bernie's talking about the white working class because they're trying to so. So if
0: yes, the, narrative the Bernie is bro that, thing all over again.
4: Yes, that 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 the working class is just white people, and therefore socialism is racist. Yeah, right. <laughs> that that's the. And to That's me, the the,
3: the the real terrifying thing, uh, James, is also what you were talking about. Is is but I wonder about this in terms of the Republican Party more. Is that um, Josh Hawley, who's the senator from Missouri, and he's like a real fucking Trump populist kind of that kind of side of thing. Um, and and right a couple of days ago, he said on Twitter, he said, "Republicans in Washington, um, it, the, the future is clear. We are we will be the party of the working class, not Wall Street." And like if they can pull off that trick mm. that will be amazing I mean, but what i wonder well, this about is why people have been it,
4: talking about tucker carlson and tom cotton as potential yeah uh, but i uh, won, but i but, gop
3: candidates but i wonder like i mean some republicans are either smart enough or they smell an opportunity or whatever to, to go that way but the rest i mean there is an entire you know republican establishment not least of which mitch mcconnell who is completely entranced in the side of big money Republican politics, you know, the Koch brothers and, you know, the, the I mean, Silicon Valley psychos and
1: all that kind of shit. Look, yeah, no if, I mean, than, I mean look no further than home. The Tories have been playing that part of the working class pish for years to gain yeah. success because labels has been sat it's... there as a bullshit managerial yeah. party for the most part.
4: Well, and, like, and that's what we've seen. They don't have to deliver. They just have to promise and they have to be... You know, good enough at the rhetoric. Yeah, and but if good they were, at, if at they the were good enough to and that's do that, always been a right wing thing.
3: I know, but if they were good enough to do that, and if they'd really fi- like followed that through line in, I would have, I would suggest they would have let the stimulus pass, so they c- everybody could have got another big fat stimulus check. Whereas the we don't want stimulus was very different. So I'm not uh, like I don't think well, yet but like this, the, 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 I don't think there is like it? this this turn into. Um, sort of you know populist working class fash is there yet because the money people you know you, you said i don't know i just don't think
1: we're there yet i i, I think well, it's going to be really interesting in the yet. next think, couple of years yeah we are not there quite yet but we know already that it can work oh yeah for sure it, it yeah. I, think,
2: I think we yeah well, i think we need to think about the fact that the democrats will just hand that kind of shit to the republicans oh yes they because will if that's you look, the, yeah. if you if you if you look at um, Michigan, if you look at the the, uh, the city of Flint, the fact yes. that it, it, it went it went Republican in uh, this well, like in this election, which um, someone pointed out, um, oh, you know, do, does Flint not want their water problem fixed? And it's and uh, Brianna Gray Joy like quote tweeted it saying, "Did Biden promise them water?" It's Wait. like. Well,
0: no, no, he didn't. The Flint thing is what actually informed my analysis in 2016, right? Because fucking Barack Obama, in a moment of pure, just Mm absolute, unadulterated satanic demonism, (laughs) turns up to do a speech, right? Turns up to do a speech in Flint and fakes having a cough and asks for a glass of water so he can pantomime drinking the water in Flint and telling him everything's fine now, essentially, right? In front of a room full of people, no less. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah, and so like that—that that right there is why Trump took m- fucking. <laughs> yeah, like, that is why he took Michigan. Okay. Can you blame them? Had, yeah. the them? Yeah, the the Democrats had no
2: fucking right to take Flint and um, you know possibly Michigan in in its entirety. Although I think they ended up taking Michigan because you know it's uh, just they completely absolve themselves of anything to do with actual working class people because you know well, I mean liberalism is just is it's all tone and no substance as yeah I
0: think I think Riley yeah. of Nassar from uh, Riley of Trash Future likes to say oh it's also like you know we're talking about the republicans maneuvering themselves as a party for working class we have to remember and this is a bit on the nose but it stands right the fucking nazis got going by turning around to a kind of proto, not quite socialist party in the north and basically going get on board our train, essentially. And they all went, aye. And it was national socialism for a reason. It's like, we will help out the, the working man German, um, the good Aryan, essentially. And it was total bullshit, I and mean, they didn't really properly deliver, apart from in very tokenistic ways, but that's exactly what you see playing out in the <laughs> UK and the mm-hmm. US when they're, when they're <sighs> posturing themselves. And that is, like... The thing about, you know, we're talking about how we're not at street fascism yet. You're absolutely 100% correct when you say that, Rob. My worry, and the reason I ultimately said, okay, people, if they're in the US, should vote Biden. And I know it will get the left exactly jack shit, but we should do it anyway. The reason is, if we'd had Trump, another four years would have carried us there. We've now got a little breathing room. But in like, I don't know, six to eight years time from here we might well be there mm. depending on what happens over the next four yeah. in terms can of can we can we talk can
3: building. we go back to talking about the results a little bit because i just i i was once again fucking astounded that you know i mean the polls were were incredibly off base again i mean the days before like the margins for biden was supposed to be fucking massive and again you know not much like 2016 it, it It's come down to these incredibly tiny, teeny, tiny little majorities in like a handful of states to to flip the entire country on its head. I, I you know, 20,000 people in Wisconsin is the difference. Georgia is, is headed for a recount, but Biden's only up by 10. Pennsylvania, 45. Arizona, 18. You know, it... it I just it's so extraordinary to me that that once again this stupid fucking system also due to the stupid fucking electoral college and all this in, this these gobs of money have been spent I don't know what the total count is but it must be in the I don't know 4 or 5 billion it's, I think it's
2: like it's more than that it's like 16 yeah, billion it,
3: I think like if you count in everything like I just fucking hell and you know just just and once again I have to laugh because every 4 years People say it, and every four years, even I get like a sort of dorsal twinge of excitement that you know this year Texas is going to flip, and once again <laughs> I just got blown out of the fucking water. It's amazing.
0: Well, they could have, they could have flipped Texas if it actually taken the Latino vote seriously. Yeah, which mm-hmm. they, they absolutely did not. They basically told them to fuck off. And oh, I that, think...
2: it's a Joe Biden staple. I think really. Yeah, 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 yeah think, absolutely.
0: It. So, uh, like, the, the the whole thing with the polling and the result, there's, like, two comments here. First one, God bless Philadelphia, the Glasgow of America. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, um, the only people who answer polls in America, like, how yes. do you think, like, you have to be pretty, like, materially quite comfortable to have the time to answer those fucking polls, frankly, right? Like, first of all, it's a generational thing, because who the fuck answers their phone if it's not a number they recognize, right? Yeah. Second of all, to physically have the time to answer polling, right, you actually have to, you know, you've got to have time. You've got to have time. And increasingly in America, increasingly, time is a commodity that is, like, compressed in day-to-day life, even for people who are doing, like, all right-ish And so I think that is the problem with these polls that they're just not going to be able to address. And I don't know how they get around that. I genuinely don't. Short of like proper door-to-door polling as part of a campaign Mm. infrastructure, which I think the Republicans had. And I think they kind of, I think that's why the RNC decided, ah, we don't really need to worry about Trump so much. I think they saw the way the polls were trending internally and went, I think we get the Senate. And they were like, all right, well, we'll draw down then. So thank God for that. Yeah, this is
4: related to... Ocasio, uh, sorry, was that just your first point? I forgot.
0: No, 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 That's that's the first point was how Philadelphia oh, is okay. the Glasgow of America and I will die on that <laughs> hill.
4: Yes, one day someone will deep fry a Philly steak sub and it'll be glorious. Um, oh my God. God. <laughs> amazing. I think this oh is, my God. This is related to uh, the wonderful Ocasio-Cortez interview where she lambasts the, the Democrats for their lack of digital outreach. And what, and what I find interesting is that the Dems and the establishment libs haven't waited until the current Georgia Senate votes to turn on her.
0: Oh, no, no. Right.
4: Like, and I think that's interesting because, I mean, if I was going to be a little bit tinfoily, I might wonder, well, do they really? I mean, how committed are they to actually winning these damn things?
0: I don't think they've fought that. Like, I think they genuinely buy their own propaganda. Like, I, I think I think they're like, oh, the left has got no fucking thing to teach us. The reason we did so badly is because of uh, Biden being hung with all this socialist shit. I think there's a large element of that in the commentariat, at least, yeah. that yeah. drives a lot of the uh, They're fucking the loving
2: that shit over here. Oh, fuck me, I'll, I'll get I mean, to... The, there's the
4: commentariat, but then but, but there's also like John Kasich coming out and yeah. straight up saying, um, I'm Biden's surrogate and fuck the left.
3: And, Bi- um, and the f- Did you see so fucking M- Mitt Romney as well, that hack... Vampire shit from 2012. Who was just like, <clears throat> "Well, um, <clears throat> Biden did win the election, but uh, and he can work with Republicans on the Senate, but not on the Green New Deal, not on the transition away from oil and gas, not on healthcare, not on like any uh... of the priorities." Here.
4: Just, that was an almost comically evil speech. Just let's make sure that we don't do list of good things, you know, like no healthcare, no Green New Deal, mm-hmm. nothing good. Not that not, <sighs> that, not that, not that, not that. Fuck off. See, this
2: yeah. is see th- that exact that right there is why I when when like the results started coming in, I it looked like it was going to be Biden. I, like there was a momentary like sigh of relief, followed by just ex- existential anger. Right, yeah. because
1: the, the, the fucking i are doing yeah, our cl- fucking like, tech cl-
2: climate. <laughs> Cl- climate Cl- climate I'm just screaming climate at anyone who will listen because it's like we you know Biden is all drill baby drill let's go let's it's, fucking oh, but did you hear Chomsky that that Biden
4: is is, is going to save the environment that's not fair that's not what he said No, that's, that's not that's <laughs> that's the line that was pushed you know yeah. that, that he, no. he the author it doesn't of Manufacturing Consent allowed himself to be used to manufacture consent. I find it no, very depressing.
0: This is, that's an incredibly uncharitable take on Chomsky, and I actually have a lot... Like I understand the position Chomsky is coming from in this, and people taking what he said at face value are making a huge mistake there. Um, I honestly think chomsky took a long hard look at it and came to the same conclusion i did but he got to it earlier and he went it's imperative that people vote for biden because four more years of trump will lead us into a street fascist nightmare and i will say whatever shit i have to to get us over that line i honestly think that's what he did and i think like the you know the bad faith podcast and all the rest of it having a go at him etc um i think like he has always recommended voting democrat generally right but he in the past has done it with a a credible kind of well we can maybe try and drag him to the left i don't think that's what was going on this time i think he he was just more concerned about trump than anything else based on the comments he gave in the actual interviews would Um, you say he has trump derangement syndrome (laughs) No, I no. think Chomsky <laughs> took a good... Sorry, I, I think, that's... Yeah. I think one of the two authors of Manufacturing Consent took a good, long, hard look at the effect of a Trumpian-like figure on media discourse and fascist enablement and went, this is more important. And I... I, Yeah, like, I I think this is a one election where them having a go at Chomsky over this is completely undeserved. I hear so, your
4: point. Uh, I don't really agree... Uh, which is also why I ended up not voting for Biden anyway, because we had this conversation prior to the election night, but that's a different conversation for um, something else. I think uh, David was wanting to, oh.
3: Yeah. I just wanted to slightly drag a few more things back into the results. The first thing is like, I mean, we don't really know these things yet, but like how the fuck did the, did the Democrats fuck up winning the Senate? Because like, now it's just guaranteed that nothing gets done. And I mean, there's this whole sort of near, what I suspect is sort of a near conspiracy theory is that the Dems didn't want to win the Senate because then they'd have to govern, which I don't just, I don't find credible personally. But like, how do you, how the fuck did they manage to fuck it up against like Susan Collins, for example, in Maine, which is an extremely blue state, someone who is like, who, threaded the needle of being a republican but yet sort of moderate but then you know showed her ass when she voted to confirm brett kavanaugh and like the other fucking vampires on the <clears throat> supreme court and then like this fucking shit in um this woman amy mcgrath who ran i think mm-hmm. for the Xteenth time against mcconnor in kentucky for something and like a complete perennial fucking failure she keeps being put up with these god-awful Senate Democrats or whoever runs these fucking campaigns because she was a fighter pilot and because, you know, she was really cool uh, or something. Like, she lost 58.42 despite outspending McConnell by, like, 50%. Like, she spent nearly 90 million US dollar on the race. McConnell spent 50 and she still ate, like, a bag
0: of shit. She pissed it all up the wall and the reason she is actually the perfect archetypal example of what went wrong this time right which is that there's three parts to this part one hillary 2016 yet again you can't Uh. just run on a platform of look i'm not that bad right which is what it comes down to when you say oh i'm not donald trump but i'm not the other guy it's i'm not that bad no one cares no one cares that is not a virtue people will not get behind that number two uh you can't ignore your voter base in terms of like demographics and you can't treat them as a monolith so there's like the whole kind of you know racial uh, element to that but there's just honestly there's just individual interests that you've got to cater to and you've got to consider the material kind of circumstance people find themselves by which they evaluate the election democrats no time for that shit number three and this is the, the really big one Um, the democrats ran the fuck away from anything bernie adjacent as much as they could and all the places where the democrats and mainly house democrats were able to to not do that were able to actually go no i'm in favor of medicare for all and all this kind of shit they did fine the squad doubled in size amy mcgrath amy mcgrath went hard on look i'm a republican light why the fuck would you vote for Republican Light when a Republican Classic is on the menu? Yeah. Like, that's it. Spe- and, and that right there is how they yeah, fucked it up. And you know
3: the, the reason why, that's just specifically on the House, do you know who was uh, in charge of the biggest um, pack? So, like, the biggest independent jar of dark money uh, that supported uh, Dems in the, for in for specifically in the House races? You know who was in charge of that fucking show? It's Bobby oh. Mook. Oh, so you those. may remember the uh, as the uh, 2016 chief of the Hillary campaign, another great guy.
4: <laughs> like,
3: how are these people not tossed overboard? This is I, I
2: don't like. If you ate shit like because, Hillary did, I did because they're lodged in the brains of the leadership of the Democratic Party, like the numerous parasites yeah, that the did, our liberals just, are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you mentioned
4: Susan Collins, right? Uh, she was part of the, the, the gang of sickos who, who voted, uh, sorry, they, they issued a demand for a slowdown on, on democratic healthcare reform because they got campaign contributions from the healthcare industry that, that were like altogether more than $11 million. Susan Collins got $1.6 million in campaign contributions from the health insurance and pharmaceutical yep. industries over the course of her career, right? So, um, yeah, as, as, as AOC has been pointing out. All the Senate Dems who were in, who who support Medicare for all uh, won their seats, and and the, and this and the candidates who did not uh, lost. I just, but
2: yeah. is that going to matter? The, no, the, the, really. The, oh. the leadership just isn't interested in hearing that, though, are they? Because I mean, mm. the, I mean, we we I mean, we all know how up to their fucking necks in it. All of them are, apart from like, apart from your uh, your AOCs, who are, you know, genuine grassroots candidates who unseated extremely unpopular fucking pieces of shit in the Democratic leadership. Mm-hmm. There's no, I mean, they're gonna have to, they're gonna be fought, too, they're gonna fight tooth and nail to not have to put uh, Medicare for all on any sort of mainstream Democrats. Uh, policy platform and the reason and the reason
3: is because like the fucking melts are just at it again and it's just I cannot I I cannot abide these fucking people it's just you know, the, the, um, what was it, the day after or two days after the election? Um, apparently there was this big conf call with all like the, the House members of the oh, Democrats. Yeah. And this fucking loser woman from Florida just like teed off on the squad and the left and said, Black Lives Matter lost uh, us the vote and we can't do that. And like you see all these fucking melts coming out of the woodwork again mm. just
0: on this. Yeah. And I, I, oh, just God. Oh.
4: It's it, it's a self fulfilling cycle. If you refuse to accept that material conditions are the most important factor, and you instead hold up the narrative that it's all the cultural and all the symbolic and all the you know the the the, the sort of identity based stuff, and then you still lose, your only recourse will be well then we better go the other way.
0: It's like it's. It's exactly the same thing as the Labour problem, which is that the the centrists in Labour would rather lose than let anything approximating socialism come in, because otherwise they're rendered completely and utterly fucking irrelevant.
1: Yeah, no, they're, they're doing what they always fucking do, and just start attacking the left, and it's entirely at the fucking behest of the right, at a time when the right should be told to shut the fuck up, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, AOC, right? She got endless fucking shit for pointing out all the realities of the vote and the fact that all the mobilisation work that the left did got Biden over the line. And then, like, she was fucking, she was basically told she was being ungrateful. Like, oh, you should, you should be back in your box. Fuck off. And then that fucking haunted leather cushion case, it comes out with shit like, oh, one Democrat <laughs> told me at some point if they'd been more clear in rejecting the hard left, they would have appealed more to Americans who I believe essentially live in the middle. And I think, actually, Biden's in a better position today because being pulled from the left isn't going to work. They will not get things done. No, that's just him fucking trying to lay the heaven it so that they believe it and they'll listen to... Oh, Democrats will listen to Republicans <laughs> anytime they say anything about the fucking left because they think they're the only fucking responsible people. And they're desperate, the Republicans are desperate to cement their position as the adults for adults to deal with, which obviously... The Democrats fucking love, even though it flies so hard against the reality of what the majority of fucking Republicans mm. got up to over international waters. But anyway, while he's firing this <laughs> kind of shit out, the libs are fucking lapping every bit of it up. Right? So here's an example of um, Tucker Carlson um, on, on Fox News.
4: Who exactly is Joe Biden, this man who claims to be our president? We probably ought to find out. Put that on the to-do list. The truth is, as of tonight, we don't really know. We have no clue what Joe Biden actually thinks, or even if he's capable of thinking. He hasn't told us, no one's made him tell us, for a full year now. That's by design. In fact, it's becoming clear there is no Joe Biden. The man you may remember from the 1980s is gone. He no longer exists. What remains is a projection of sorts, a hologram designed to mimic the behavior of a non-threatening political candidate.
2: Who exactly is
4: Wheels the lie, right? Yeah. Check this Yeah.
1: Joe Biden has won the argument You could say His lack of detail <laughs> was a deliberate strategy Wisely as it turned out That's the fucking political editor of the Mirror Pippa Crearer there For shitting fuck out. Sake, The lies of omission Are cool and good actually Which is in contrast obviously to the media class Spending the last four years going Oh but we need to fact check everything Fucking libs all over Twitter have been hitting out with, oh, it's so refreshing that we don't need to fact-check his speeches now. That was that now. Mm-hmm. from,
3: that was that Marcus can cunt. That was that prick from Daily Kos which was just like, "Oh, it's so nice we don't have to." Fa-. It's just
2: like you fucking, you servile little fucking worm, you it, haunted it, little creep. It's fucking thank God, thank God, I don't have to do my job anymore. Oh, good lord, not that they actually <laughs> did it in the first place with Trump. As soon as it looked like he was out the fucking door, then they actually got, got gathered their fucking collective spines and actually managed to call him a liar, which you know is such a miniscule thing that they were completely spying to do because truth be told the lips fucking love Trump they love how gauche and how gross and horrendous yeah because by contrast yeah, they, they, they
3: can look better him, they, they even, can look good
0: they didn't even love that about him right like, yes, they, they loved all that because they got to, like, Rachel Maddow got to shake her finger at the screen repeatedly and make her, like, get ratings off the back of it. But no, it wasn't just that. Because I want to take all of those comments about, oh, he's such a liar and he should shut the fuck up and go away. I want to take all of them and just smash cut to, now that the president has ordered this bombing in Syria, we can take him seriously. He's finally grown into the role. Yeah. <laughs> those motherfuckers yeah, oh, I remember loved that. him. Good guy. Yeah. loved him. I remember that. Right? They they genuinely like, it. when he did the things that benefited American imperialism and corporate greed, lockstep they all praised him as, finally Trump has grown up and become mature. And you see the same thing in the papers over there, in the TV over oh, no. there, and over fucking here as and well. And the thing
3: that maybe most is boiling my piss at the moment is this fucking weirdo narrative that's started in the last two days here in the UK that like, oh, the Corbynites oh, really wanted... Just-
1: Trump oh no no, really no no did. no 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 just wait i'm i'm getting on that okay i'm up the tank <laughs> fucking hell and right before we hit that though let's let's talk about the media response to that on our side so the bbc see what their take on the election is will be fair but no reason number four that biden won was staying in the center during, during the campaign to be the democratic candidate <sighs> Biden's competition came from his left, with Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, who ran well-financed and organised campaigns that generated rock-concert-sized crowds. <sighs> Despite
0: this pressure from his liberal flank, Biden stuck sorry, with a centrist... Sorry, wait, yep. whoa, sorry, I have to interject here, right... That is an amazing construction. Talking about Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren as both putting together these massive crowds and being (laughs) well-financed. Let's back up a second, because one of those two definitely did have concert-sized crowds and did have good small financing, and his name was Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren did not pull out those crowds, and although she was well-financed, it was by fucking dark money at the last fucking minute to keep her in the fucking race to act as a spoiler for Bernie Sanders. No, but you know what? Yes. You know what what
3: fucking Elizabeth Warren did have was like a giant inflatable dog called Big Structural Bailey with two cents on its fucking collar to -hmm. represent Mm -hmm. the extra tax. And all the fucking same Guardian columnists and all the same Pippa Corral's of world masturbated themselves into fucking oblivion over it. Yeah. Well,
2: fucking policy
1: wonks. Good lord. Just wait. Just just wait. That was only the first paragraph or two for the BBC. (laughs) <laughs> fuck with this, David. Despite this pressure from his liberal flank, Biden stuck with a centrist strategy, refusing to back universal government-run healthcare, free college education or a wealth tax. This allowed him to maximise his appeal to moderates and disaffected Republicans during the campaign.
2: Citation needed. This strategy was bit. reflected
1: in Biden's choice of Kamala Harris as his running mate, when he could have opted for someone with stronger support from the party's left wing. Now, apart from this all being fucking baby brain, fucking big, big letter fucking journalism, right? It's It, 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 it might as well be a fucking pop-up, because it's, it's so surface level, it's unreal. But what the fuck about any of that makes sense when you actually analyse
0: it? Nothing. Exactly, nothing. This, fucking
1: nothing. This not a this
0: bit. They're spoon feeding it as baby mush, right? They're mm-hmm. just going, okay. This is the lesson you need to take. Here comes a big airplane. Boo! <laughs> socialism bad. Boo! You know, just like take fucking applesauce journalism. Yeah, it's that's exactly oh. what it fucking is. Right, but
1: maybe, maybe, maybe the media is not universally bad with it, though. Not all melts, right?
0: <laughs> Wrong. Okay, not all melts. Hashtag not, not all melts. Let's milk. go.
1: Join Landsman. Yeah, the Momentum guy, done a short thread about how the right split the Trump vote by going Libertarian and that handed Biden the victory, which is obviously a gross fucking oversimplification of all it, but his follow-up tweets are why he's done that, because he's made a gross oversimplification to try and back up his next couple. In 2000, those on the left who split the vote and backed Ralph Nader enabled George W. Bush to defeat Al Gore. Oh, fuck's sake. Mm. Oh wait, wait, wait for it. The result was the Iraq War and eight wasted deals in combating climate change. The left must this... not make the same mistake again in the US, nor the UK, even though everybody voted for Labour at the fucking election prior to that. And guess what happened? We got a fucking Iraq War, John. It was so right to back Biden and Harris this time, even though we would have preferred Bernie Sanders. It is just as important to stick with Labour in the UK and work for the election of Keir Starmer. Oh, Keep yeah. arguing for transformative politics, but don't abandon Labour. Shut the fuck up, I, John.
4: That, that Nader take enraged me so much, and it made me realise something, that if Trump had actually uh, gone ahead and he'd gotten the GOP to fall in behind him, and he'd uh, stolen the election through the same legal mechanisms that Bush used... Um, they would have abandoned the coup narrative immediately and said Trump won fair and square because the left fucked up. Um, uh, back then, yeah, yeah I mean, if, if, is, is, is Bush a fucking warmongering criminal who stole an election? Well, if he is, then we can't really blame Nader and the left for it, can we? You know, so like Just, it, oh. it, it, it would have happened immediately his point
1: falls flat because he's talking about fucking, albeit oh, you should still vote Labour but people voted Labour then and we get the
2: Iraq War anyway.
3: I know, but but I, I don't know, uh, David if you have this in your, your notes somewhere, do you have, um, did you see did, did anybody else see Keir Starmer writing in The Guardian about his optimism oh. for the future? <sighs> In electing, I'm going to quote from him now. In electing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the American people have voted for a better, more optimistic future for unity of division, hope of fear, blah blah. The new president has promised to restore the U.S.'s alliance and fill the void in global leadership.
1: Britain oh, shut should the fuck off, welcome Keith.
3: this. <laughs> the two biggest issues <laughs> facing us all: defeating coronavirus and t- crisis, and tackling the climate crisis, will require a joined-up global effort. That's been sorely lacking da-di-da-di-da. Da, da. This oh, election yeah. has also le- has stark lessons for us who want to see progressive values triumph over the forces of division and despair. This is the lesson for oh, the UK Labour. Off. The, Democrats, the Democrats path to victory was paved by a broad coalition blah blah blah. Biden spoke to the mm-hmm. soul of the nation with a focus of who people are mm-hmm. and what they value. Family, community and security.
4: Oh, oh. What the
2: yeah, fuck? I love a, give, I love a bit of Vichy France, you give know. For Mark. sake. I give
4: it I give it 3 months before we have a secret dossier from Curveball the 2nd about how the coronavirus is hiding in a cave in Afghanistan somewhere. Yeah, some <laughs> fucking shit like
0: that. I genuinely I'm sitting here and as you guys are tell I giving these takes I'm taking fucking D12 psychic damage every fucking time. This is extremely cursed. It's so well fucking bad.
1: I'm going to roll my final crit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God.
0: laughs>
1: so I'll go back to the US for a fucking mail article that fails to remotely engage with the political realities of the American system whatsoever. So here's Carly. I, lo-
2: I love to see what our friends across the pond are doing. Yeah, not uh, oh, well, so much of it over here. It's good to see what they're up to. In
1: the spirit of that transatlantic um, partnership, um, here's Carly Pearson writing in the fucking Independent oh, with an gosh. article oh, called no. "Now oh, Trump no. has lost the election, Pence could pardon him." But it's Biden who should
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I am saving I
1: am saving you the, the trauma of the full article and I have I have picked some paragraphs that aren't just talking about fucking Ford and Nixon, alright? <laughs> yeah, great <laughs> that, that, examples. Great examples. Yeah, yeah, take take that as your your fucking background to this. Biden could allow the traditional justice system to take its course. This could put Trump in front of the news cameras for the next four years, battling potential criminal and civil charges. It could also give him a platform to continue to stoke the conspiracy theories and rallying cries that fuel his militant white supremacist base. And she says this unironically, living in New York, where she has fucking Fox News on tap. On the other hand, Biden could grant Trump a blanket presidential pardon, just like Ford did for Nixon. Trump wouldn't face criminal charges and could hopefully disappear into the gaudy corridors of Mar-a-Lago for the rest of his life, whining about how he was wronged by the Dems to anyone willing to lend an ear.
2: I uh, the one thing I want to say here is Trump isn't going away. Like even if he doesn't, even if he's not running in 2024, Trump is now a a, a guy that you can call if you want to have some insane shit on your TV show. <laughs> yeah. Or your radio calling show. Or if
0: you just want fucking numbers, like CNN's
3: going to be on this fucking phone with this guy. It's going to be
0: worse than that. It's not just, like, he's going to be on there if you want some insane shit, like Alex Jones style, right? It's not that. It's He is either going to run in 2024, which I actually don't think is too likely, or he's going to play Kingmaker, right? Mm. Because he has, there's a whole bunch, like, you know... If we were being dead serious about, okay, right, we need to actually fix America, then the thing that no one is really talking about is, um, there's been a of these conservative articles coming out going, Oh you need to be kind to us, you know, I know we spent four years telling you to cry more liberal cuck, but you need to be gentle with us now, like, forget that shit there needs to be an actual de radicalization programme for, like, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who've been caught up in crazy shit like QAnon and, like, uh, other just, well, like, actual mind-melting insanity. And unless there is... Trump has purchase in these people's souls, so no, he's not no, no, going no, 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 anywhere. There's no, going no, 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 no. to
4: be something. It'll be called Trump TV or something. Uh, an entire media oh content creation platform. It's that a TV, will, TV show will...
2: completely co- filled with gorillas. It... I
4: hope that happens. <laughs> it'll just collect his base, right? He'll 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 just cast. Uh, using the good old American power of a political religious media conglomerate, right, the sort of mm-hmm. uh, uh, Church of Fox Incorporated kind of thing uh, and he'll cast his net and collect his supporters and yeah, the the kingmaker aspect is a very uh, good outcome of this for him because that will put him in charge of an entire sort of cultural movement. None but of you have
1: considered, movement. no, you, you haven't considered what the true banter timeline outcome here is, oh, which is weird. God. Trump just says, "It's me, I'm Q," and just starts <laughs> just, just start, goes full Jonestown, but it's Trumptown, and we just see where it, see where it goes. That's the banter timeline. Anyway,
4: right. see David, uh, uh, seeing that article about uh, pardoning Trump, does uh, yes. does she does she make the argument that it's um, that pardoning Trump would help reach out and heal the divided nation? Well, to it's forward, a good thing you asked. I was ask. waiting for that. Yeah, I was oh, well, it's waiting for
3: that. Can we just get this over with? In other can... words. Yeah, do it.
1: Hurt me, yep, David. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was a very odd vibe to that. That's
1: my new ringtone. Thanks very much. <laughs> In other words, Biden faces an incredibly uncomfortable choice. He can either appease Trump's enemies and let a whole new set of Trump related headlines overshadow his own presidency. Or he can make enemies within his own party by pardoning Trump, but use his time in the White House to the fullest, passing progressive legislation and beginning to rectify some of the damage done during the last administration. The American- How mm-hmm. is he going to do that with Mitch
3: McConnell controlling the Senate and a 6-3 majority in the Supreme Court? How, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. dunce, You fucking credulous halfwit! You West Wing obsessed piss baby!
0: No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's credulous. Like I think they know exactly what they're doing. It's like they they gave the game away with that statement of make enemies within his own party. Who like AOC squad squad would be angry about it? But that's it. They've got no power. They don't matter. That would not be uncomfortable for Biden in the slightest. The Democrats want to pardon Trump because they want to basically like they've been trying forever. You know the, the, like I said earlier with the whole Syria bombing thing, like the media was talking about how presidential he was what they've been trying to do is carrot and stick him into the fold for a very long time and if doing a pardon is what finally does it, and they get to then you know basically assimilate him like bush, then that they 'd love that they'd be more mm-hmm. than happy with that, put the genie back in the bottle, put the cat back in the bag, you know. Um, that is what they would love to do and that's what this article is basically pitching for is basically trying to manufacture consent for a Trump pardon to just make the whole nasty mess go away and let's not think about the structural fundamentals yeah, that's that's it the
1: American people must go forward together we
0: there must bind
1: up our internal wounds oh, and purge f- our f- hearts <laughs> of suspicion and hate we must drain our government of the corruption, bigotry, white supremacist, white supremacist rhetoric and violence left the in the wake of the Trump's, Trump administration's oppressive <sighs> siege of ignorance and hatred, greed and insularity. The only twirling, way to do that, twirling, only way to do that is to keep Trump out of the limelight <sighs> and thus out of prison. It is the lonely path but it is the only path forward.
4: The reason these, why proce- asked, right, these process that over
1: was... policy motherfuckers Are back in charge And they're going to do <gasps> nothing other than giving Jesus the right Christ. Everything they fucking want While trying to cripple the left And it's happening in the US And it's happening fucking here Liberals deserve the same kind of vitriol and pushback That the left gives Nazis Because they always fucking work together Knowingly or not always. To fuck Jesus the Christ. left Just... Fuck unity, fuck the broad church And fuck liberalism No quarter to melt slugs or scum They're all shit as each other <laughs>
4: I the just... reason why I oh. asked if that was coming,
3: I'm in so much pain. I'm just.
4: The reason why I kind of predicted and asked if that was coming is because that's exactly the same kind of argument that was coming out um, when Obama won, and he did about,
3: it. Well, he did about prosecuting
4: it, but... Bush, and for a brief period, that was mm. a thing that could have that that seemed like it could conceivably happen that Obama could no. prosecute Bush for war crimes. Of course, you know in hindsight and of course at the time with a level of analysis that was never ever on the cards but the arguments there are the same and the overall purpose of 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 not prosecuting and of and of making things better for your enemies or or your sorry your opponents um as, as as Biden points out, uh, not enemies, opponents, is that they are fundamentally on the same team. They go to the same parties and they have the same class interests. They serve the interests of capital and the imperial American war machine. And I mean, they will never, the, ever, 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 ever do anything to jeopardize the, the, the effective partnership of GOP and Dems of controlled opposition and, Insane far right accelerationism.
2: I mean, I mean, we talked about it earlier the fact that the, the one time that the Libs were like, oh, Trump's finally become president president was when he decided he wanted to launch a bunch of cruise missiles. <laughs> and it's like, it, 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 you know, plus the change, things, the more they change, the more they stay the same. And the fact that all these people are, um, you know, part of the same country club and are all working for the same team is inescapable. And that is why, and that's why, um, Obama, you know, he went out of his way to clear the path for Hillary back in 2016, he went out of his way to clear the path for Biden in 2020, and it's it's, it's so depressing, because it's just such an uphill struggle to see just the route through which you would be able to actually have meaningful change in the, you know, the just you know, like you say, the Imperial American War Machine, How how is that ever going to change, and I mean we have got we've got six people that maybe might be able to do something at some point in the squad and uh, a limited amount mm. of time.
0: I'll be honest, I I don't think the squad could do jack shit about this. Uh
2: No, exactly. I, I mean I, but they
0: they're the only people who are ever going to. I think I think what what will cripple the American war machine and end its imperialism is American Civil War 2. Um and I think we're we're definitely we're, we've been joking for months about how we're in that period of history known as the cool zone where it's all like you know <laughs> events preceding the Second American Civil War like that's just got a bit longer but actually structurally nothing has really changed and so uh, yeah it's 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 very much the outcome of the Second American Civil War yeah. is what decides it's, it's
3: it's it's not quite 1905 yet it's what is what's the thing before that it's uh, 1899 1898 jesus christ i'm just oh i'm so fucking i'm so tired of also just like having to explain to you know whatever my normal friends people who are not as invested in the shit that like just electing biden just doesn't do anything (laughs) it just yeah it just i'm so tired because like I had, this, I had this with my
4: well, partner this week you give us five like, minutes to celebrate <laughs> No yeah no, I had this with my partner
1: this week where she was like I don't get why you're in such a shit mood over all this like Trump's not the president anymore and I'm like I know Biden is though and like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting, nice. I'm fucking... getting shit from like not actually being like you know giving him a chance and all that but I'm just like, I just know like I'm too poisoned by all of this fucking knowledge to know that nothing will change and
0: it's it's like that. Oh. It's like that Onion article they put out with just a headline where they said, uh, elation at Trump losing election turns to despair at realization <laughs> that Biden's been elected. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, uh, yeah, like we know we, we've seen the path uh, that this is going to take. Um, but can I, can
3: I, and- yeah. Can I take a small moment, because I do want to, like, I mean, I I agree with everything, and, and as you can tell, I'm terribly depressed, but what well, I will say that there are some, like, small good sparks of joy that come out of this thing, and it's not that Trump is leaving because he will never leave, but it is that there is a cadre of people installed by Trump who are no longer in, in their seats to, like, do that much mm. active evil. Like, they will be replaced also by shits, but not by people who are this shit, um,
1: I just, Welcome to Small Mercies.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted, but to a lot of people, and like you know, the people who write the fine print of the rules make have an extraordinary amount of power. Um, and and in, under Trump were fascist or as close as they could be, or literally kill the poor um, uh, Republicans. So there was a good article in the New York Magazine Intelligence. So we'll put a link in the show description. First off, of course, Stephen fucking Miller, um, white power man extraordinaire, is out. I mean, I'm sure he'll continue his career, but he won't be in an office of state anymore. Um, There was also Sonny Perdue, the US Secretary of Agriculture, who tried to violently cut food stamps even more um, in order to, quote-unquote, encourage personal responsibility among the poor um, and also gave fucking billions to Cargill and other big agribusiness while fucking over... I
2: I love eugenicists being in government, Yeah, great.
3: Um, There was also Eugene Scalia, yes, the son of that Scalia, uh, the Labour Secretary, who told employers that, according to his ministry, uh, they no longer had to keep records on any negative outcomes on workers, by which we mean deaths, injuries, etc., and cut the number of workplace safety inspectors, which was already pretty fucking shit, Uh, to the bone and then some more Um, so like people working in america had literally no protection
1: because there were literally no inspectors left to do any kind of you say that you say that that's a bad thing right but what that actually means is that working for osha technically means that you have to be a detective now (laughs) because otherwise you won't find (laughs) out in the crimes I would watch that, that as a TV show, by the way. Oh, you saw that. Um, I would watch
3: fuck out of that. <laughs> there's also Robert Wilkie and David Thomas at the Department of Veterans Affairs who were explicitly co pro-Confederate fucks, uh, with David Thomas hanging a picture of uh, the founder of the KKK, Nathan Bedford Forrest, up on his office wall. When asked about why he did that, he said he had lit- he had no idea that Nathan Bedford Forrest was involved in the founding of the KKK.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm more fond of his other works. As, uh... there's,
3: was also, there's also Russ Vought leaving the Office of Management and Budget uh, who cut race, racial sentiment Sensitivity and all kinds of um, other, you know, sensitivity trainings and, and helping people sort of cope with, with a multicultural world across all departments of the US government because he thought that critical race theory is a Marxist plot.
1: Fantastic.
3: Um, and everybody working at the Bureau for Land Management and the Department of the Interior, all of whom were crooks, half of whom I think are literally indict- under indictment at the moment, um, who literally <laughs> sold everything the u.s state had left to oil interest gas interest fracking interest and clear-cut forestry and in no small measure helping the fucking burning of the planet now i'm not saying they're going to be replaced by the fucking archangel michael but these people are being shown the door and that i will be happy about
2: the one thing i will say about that last point is like even though trump is gone and the people who did that are now gone there's no way Biden's rolling that back. Right. No chance. Sorry, guys. zero right. chance,
0: guys. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Rob, but I I need to now just absolutely rain on your parade because <laughs> what you just said is true. What you just said is absolutely true. Um, and I'll give you a consolation afterwards. But the problem is, the problem is they're not gone.
4: No. Yeah. I know.
0: And between now and the 20th of January, you are going to see mm. some. Ast- Astonishing Corruption ship and, take place. yeah, 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 where they are, they are going to do some truly tremendous damage in a way that will not be easily repairable when they get replaced. They're gonna basically give industry permission to do a bunch of shit, and then we'll come in and go, "Oh, we're changing regulations back," and they'll be like, "Oh, that's a shame. We we torched all our records during the twenty-day lame duck session." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. that, like, mm-hmm. you know, that it's, it's gonna right, be this kind of shit. But, 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 I do have good news. Because there's one name you left off that list that is in serious fucking trouble and is probably out of a job as a result of the result of the US election and it's that Boris fucking Johnson has been put on an IRA hit list by no terrorist <laughs> and Jerry Adams sympathizer uh, Joe O'Malley or Biden. Uh, do
2: you know what I'm re- I'm really looking forward to the days when uh, Joe Biden's doing a like a, a, a broadcast and uh, when the new when the BBC has him on they have to dub over his voice. <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh fantastic. That is one i guess tiny bright spark is that biden might actually put his foot down and say you can't have a brexit deal that jeopardizes the good friday agreement that would be really it, funny just to see the reactions from it's uh yeah. it's, yeah, not-
0: it's confirmed it's all but confirmed um and he's he's already given this beautiful like that i genuinely this is one bit where i'm like okay every it's like yin yang every good has a touch of evil and every evil has a touch of good right Joe Biden's is when they said, "Uh, uh President Biden, President Elect Biden, do you have a comment for BBC?" And he just turned and went, "BBC." I'm Irish. (laughs) and gave a (laughs) shit-eating grin to the camera. And that was it. And he knows... like, What he's basically signalling there is... uh, Boris, get fucked. Because he's like... Here's the thing. He was actually very big on the Good Friday Agreement and all of that shit. This is one area where he's actually unambiguously good. And it's purely... It's purely for partisan political reasons back home... Where it suited him to recast himself as having Irish heritage. But he's gone hard on it. And as a result... Uh, Boris is now shitting himself and apparently talks resumed today with the EU because he's now getting it from, from both ends. He's getting the,
1: the... Personally, I'm looking forward to finishing an address to the nation with God Bless America and Chucky Allah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
2: Yeah, I feel like that's a good episode title. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, fucking hell. Um... Well, I suppose we'll finish up on one nice little thing Which is um, Donald Trump Jr Has had some TJ, TJ. Good... he's going to
3: run He's going to run in four years, It's going to be so fucking Hell good.
1: yes, he's had some <laughs> Incredibly good tweets He's um, so full of power <laughs> Oh, it's magic But the, the best tweet that I've seen from him So far has just been Declassify everything We can't let the bad actors get away with it <laughs> Which, if that happened, like, can you even imagine? So, what I think, really, what I want to know is, what, what would you like to see declassified? If you could, if if it's all out, what's the thing you want to see the most?
4: I think I'm gonna avoid some of the obvious takes of of like recent political things, uh, but but I think the. The Kennedy assassination footage,
0: motherfucker. (laughs) That's exactly where I was going with this. I was gearing up.
4: Well, just finally see the angle from the grassy (laughs) knoll. No, I just I like genuinely just
0: declassify the fact that the CIA arranged a mob assassination of Kennedy and has been blackmailing a presidency ever since. Just go fucking go hog, go for that. Let's go. No.
2: I don't. I don't. I think it's going to be tough to top that one. I want something more. I, I don't know. Uh, I want something more. It'd be. It would be interesting if they declassified all of the like. You know, all the McCarthyite shit that they did. Yeah. That would be what, interesting. Like the to see, just shit, to see, how, how, like some of some of the some of the stuff that's come out like, that has been declassified since then, like the um, um, the methods through which uh, I think it's I think it was businesses were able to, uh, would be able to like pr- basically prevent progress from occurring by um you know calling incessant meetings and things like that and that's just like the tip of the iceberg of the shit that they would do to try and prevent uh you know any sort of left-wing movement in a country occurring so the extent to which that would actually that the reality of that was would be quite interesting to see i think
0: i've got one i've got one you know what elijah you can have the kennedy assassination i've got a great one right which is to classify how Uncle Ted was an MK Ultra op. <laughs> <laughs> the unit, the Unabomber was indeed, uh, you know, set up by the same forces that led good old Uncle Ted uh, to his uh, <laughs> amazing, amazing spree. Yeah. Clearly, that's that's how we got to go with this. In that vein, I think I have two
3: ones. I think one where I'm just genuinely interested in, and because I think it would also be good for like the American public to know, which is like. How much the uh, the Boston bombers, the Tsarnaev brothers, like how much they were stooges of the FBI and like prodded along by them? Because I think that rabbit hole goes pretty Mm. deep. And for me, like I know it's very much of the moment, and I know we're still there, but I want, I want, I want a total declassification of everything the United States government has on Jeffrey
0: Epstein.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna Uh, wonder. I was like. Is, is is no one going to say aliens or or, well, or actually, Epstein? Nah, I'd like aliens. See,
0: alien. No, aliens no, 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 no no. no, no. I'd no. like it, to see flight want...
4: logs of 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 Air Force One to Little Saint James. Like, yeah, just that <laughs> <alone>. <laughs> I, <laughs> everything,
1: everything <laughs> involving Epstein, I'm completely in. No, I I want the alien stuff declassified, if only to find out if Posadas was right about them. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Imagine if we've all been on the wrong like sub-genre of Marxism this entire time. <laughs> we are all facades now. It's like that bit in Scythe Park. You know, I'm sorry, the Mormons had it right. It was the Mormons. Thanks for playing I think everyone.
0: Fuck. I think I've, I think I've figured it out. I think, um... You know, Ian M. Banks' is player of games, I think that was basically a coded way of telling us the true history of the world. Except it was <laughs> prophetic because it was really it was really talking about the presidential bid of Dennis Kucinich, who was the culture's champion, come to earth to free us from bondage. But unfortunately he was defeated, and so fascism continues to reign. Um, as per the Cultures Agreement with, uh, you know, the forces of evil. So clearly, <laughs> clearly, that's what we've discovered. And also,
3: in in honor of, of Fallen Warrior, um, Herman Cain, I do want to figure out what the fuck's up with the pyramids.
2: <laughs>
4: Wait, oh. no, no, Herman Cain wasn't the oh no, that guy. was, that ben, was Carson. ben Carson. Carson, yeah, <laughs> who's still alive. But well,
0: also... Ben Carson has just got COVID as well. Oh, we so he's <laughs> <a few> still <weeks. laughs>
1: oh well i think we'll probably call it there shall we folks um we've got t-shirts if you would like t-shirts um you can go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash praxiscast but A link in the description if you can't remember that um follow us on twitter at praxiscast and we will see you all next week
3: yeah we'll do some Day uk it. politics Day again it. yeah we still haven't talked about the uh jeremy corbyn suspension
0: well, on that topic, um, oh I have a Yo. I have a plug. I've got a plug for this week. You. Plug away. Uh, this Friday, David and I will be appearing on the stream of Sinon, yes. um, uh, where I will be playing a centrist melt moderator <laughs> as people argue over what is to be done about the Labour Party. I have no dog in that fight. I'm a, I'm a Scottish Green Party member, but I will be sitting down the middle and hearing the arguments from both sides. So if you want to catch that, uh, David, do you know the time it's on it?
1: Uh, 7 so, p.m. Um, yeah. Yep, I believe 7 p.m. this Friday the 13th. Yep, oh, and it is, a very uh, cursed
4: Twitch.tv forward slash SKTheCrusader.
0: Yep. Uh, so you can look forward to me trying to hold David back as he goes mm-hmm. off <laughs> on an epic rant about his uh, deeply held convictions about the Labour Party. So if you want to hear, if you want to hear that, then please tune in. Uh, the other side should be interesting as well. And
1: absolutely, Is you it can Owen purchase your pasocification t-shirt from the previously mentioned link. And yeah, you can see us there.
3: Well, that'll do for us then, won't it? And for the world. Well, well, um, who, who's, who's who's joining
2: me for brunch?
1: <laughs> fuck off.
0: Shut the fuck, up. fuck off! Go fuck off.
2: Be gone. Me. Should we just end this podcast? Please. Yes. Bye. All right. Bye. Here Chuck, Chuck, you